Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm, I have the privilege, I have the honor of bringing you today's word for July 7th, 2021. God gives me a word every day, every weekday, and I share that word with you, and we get to walk that thing out, and we're growing by the word of God. We do not live by bread only. Like Jesus said, we are living by the word of God, by every word God speaks to us. So we get up every day acknowledging God. We get up every day saying, Lord, it is in you that I live and I move and I have my being. My life is not about me. My life is all about you. And so we get our orders from headquarters in the morning and then we go and we walk it out and we become the men, the women that God has called us to be for such a time as this. I believe that this is a season of new levels for us. I've been declaring this all year, new levels where we can level up. And so we've been leveling up with the word. If you want to level up and you're watching this video, which is an indication that you want to level up, that you want to make progress, that you, you want to get closer to the, the overall expected end for your life, that you want to become who it is that God has called you to be, that you want to leave a mark in this world that will outlive you, that will not easily be erased, that you will leave a legacy of righteousness for your children and your children's children, that the hand of God is on you and you just want to get out of you everything that God deposited down on the inside of you while you're in the land of the living. Since you're watching this video, I know that that's you. I'm talking to you. You want to level up. I want to level up. We are going to level up with the word. said, uh, we're going to get back into the word. We've been going into the word every morning. We've been studying for months now, the parable of the sower from Mark chapter four, verses 13 through 20. I want us to go back to the same passage again this morning. We've been looking at it for months and, uh, we keep getting layers and layers and layers of revelation. The title of today's message comes in the form of a question. Here is the question. Are you hindering God? Look at me for a minute. Are you hindering God? God wants to do some things in your life, but are you hindering him? God wants to see a harvest come from your life, but are you hindering him? Are you slowing him down? In this parable, we see that the same sower took the same seed, sowed it into four different types of soil, and three out of the four types of soil didn't produce anything. They, the three out of the four types of soil were hindering God. Are you hindering God or are you ready to release God, to do everything that he's called you to do for such a time as this. Let's talk about it. In the parable, Mark chapter four, uh, beginning at verse 13, Jesus said that the farmer or the sower, he takes seed. The seed is the word of God. He sows it down inside of people, the people, that's us. And sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. And since their understanding is unfruitful, then Satan comes immediately. They're susceptible to Satan. He snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching, right? They hear the word of God. They quickly and gladly accept it. They say, yes, Lord. Yes, pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. They write it down. Down, they get super excited, but as soon as trouble comes, persecution. 
persecution comes because of the word that they heard, they're quick to give up. Other people are like the seed that's planted on thorny ground. These are the, the people that hear the word of God, but their lives have become full of other things. They got way too much stuff going on. They go to church on Sunday, but they just want to get that out of the way. That's like a to-do list. And yeah, I went to church. I got that out of the way, but they ain't really serious about God. They have way too many other things going on. The cares of this world, the worries of this life, the love of money, everything else they want. They have selfish desires. They have a lust for other things. They have things that were birthed in their heart and not in the heart of God. The Bible says that these things grow up like weeds, choke out the word and the word doesn't work. And then finally, some people are like good ground, say good ground. Say, I am good ground. All right, good ground. Yes, so good ground produces. Good ground receives the word of God and the word of God works. Good ground allows the word of God to do what it does. But even then... Even then, sometimes there's a 30-fold return. Sometimes there's a 60-fold return. Sometimes there's a 100-fold return. 100-fold is symbolic or representative of the fullness of what God said. And you and I, I know that we're after 100. Say amen to that. All right. So there are varying levels of, of degrees to harvest in the good ground. We already covered the first three types of soil, and we've been looking at good ground. So let's go back to the good ground again today. What does this mean for you? today. This question is, are you hindering God? I only have two things to share with you in this morning. I wanted to give you more, but the Lord was like, no, this is enough. So I have two things to share with you in this morning. Let me get into these two things, and I believe they're going to be a blessing to you. You ready? This is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Don't think about nothing else. Lock in two things. Number one, here we go. All right. You can be good ground and still miss out on God's best. You can be good ground and still miss out on God's best. So I said that there's levels to this, right? So there's 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. So I've already covered that the first three types of soil produced zero return, zero. Like God sowed a seed that was an investment of seed. How much did God get back on that investment? Zero. The three out of the four types of soil produced no return, right? So this was basically uh, like in the military, we would say when you use something that the government gave you the wrong way and you didn't use it appropriately, we would say that that's a misappropriation of government funds or misappropriation of government resources. In this case, I like to say that this is a misappropriation of God's grace. God's grace. Like Paul said, you know one thing, I, I, Paul, I love Paul's attitude. He says, God, your grace towards me shall not be in vain. Now, one, one thing I know is that I'm not going to let the grace of God, his investment in my life be in vain. I'm not going to be one of those people that produces zero return. That's not going to happen. And so, no, no. So there was zero return on three out of the four types of soil. But then on the last type of soil, there was still varying return. There was 30-fold, there was 60-fold, there was 100-fold. So when I asked God about this, this is what he was showing me about the 30-fold and the 60-fold. So some people, they open up their hearts to receive, right? They're good ground. They say, I'm good ground, Brother Pena. I'm good ground, Brother Pena. All right, cool. They receive the word of God. They believe it. And, 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 and you know, they write it down. And God says, hey, this is going to happen. And they open up their heart to it. And they believe it. And then when it starts to happen, when things are starting to turn and the tides are shifting and the blessing is coming, they, they start to get the blessing. And as soon as they get the initial load, the initial impact, the initial wave of blessing, they, they're like, okay, I'm satisfied. And they move on to the next thing. So they got a return, but it was a 30-fold return. It wasn't a 100-fold return because as soon as they got some of it, 
They, they moved their heart. They shifted their heart. They shifted their faith. They no longer thought about it. And you know how it is. There's some things that God spoke over your life that you just shifted. You moved on from it. Matter of fact, I could be preaching about something and, and I say, the Lord is going to resurrect dead dreams. And all of a sudden you start remembering stuff that was prophesied over your life when you were eight years old and nine years old. You start remembering stuff that you were 12 and 14 years old, but in your heart you have moved on. And so there are things that you receive a portion, a portion of the, of the blessing and then you just move on in your heart. That's like the 30-fold return. Other people like 60-fold. Now, they believe in God. They believe in God for what God said, and God starts to do it, and they hold on, and God starts to do it, and they hold on. But because they've been waiting so long that at some point, they know that they're blessed. They're already blessed. They, they thank God they are a blessed man. They're a blessed woman, and they testify, I'm a God-made man. I'm not a self-made man. All of that. Cool. They, they, these are good people with good hearts and all of that. But God said, no, there's more, but they refuse to hold on long enough, right? Because like when, when you look at, I've, I've done a lot of teaching on faith and patience. Most people today just don't have that type of faith and patience. You know, Abraham waited 25 years for Isaac. People today can't wait 25 days. I mean, like, you know, Joseph waited 22 years for the dream to come to pass. Uh, David waited over 20 years to become the king of Israel. But people today is like, nah, if it doesn't happen in 20 days or, or, or most people can't wait 20 weeks. But it was like, well, they're waiting half a year. They go, well, yeah, I mean. I know I, I don't have everything God said, but I have enough. And so I'm, I'm already blessed. And so they move on. They just shift in their heart and they move on to the next thing and, and, and they go on. And so that's a return, but it's not a hundredfold return. For those of us that want a hundredfold, th this is symbolic of the people that are just going to believe God. Listen, you know what? God said it. And, and I believe it and it has to come to pass. And, and that's it. And, and I'm not going to stop believing. But brother Pena, man, come on. Look, we're in 2021. I'll give you an example. God spoke to me something very clearly in 2013, and we're in 2021, that I know still has to come to pass. Now, I'm already blessed. I'm already work, walking in a portion of it. Here's the key. I'm walking in a portion of it, and I'm blessed. And I could say in my heart, well, that's good enough. I mean, God, I'm going to move on to the next thing because I got a lot of stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? If you know me, I got a lot of stuff going on. But no, I can't do that. I can't just release that. Because God hasn't done it yet. Not that, not the fullness of it. So I'm saying for those of us that want 100, we appreciate the journey, right? We appreciate what God said, but we will never be satisfied until we, until we get the fullness of what God deposited down on the inside of our hearts. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, if you read verse, 13, uh, verse 11 and also verse 15 from the Amplified, one says that uh, everything that is has already been and everything that will be has already been and God seeks that which is passed by so that history can repeat itself. God is looking for what he plan from the foundations of the world to repeat itself in in your life in the earth and so what god does is that god takes eternity this this is ecclesiastes 3 and 11 god takes eternity and and snatches up something from eternity that's future to you but passed to him deposits it in your heart and in your mind and the bible says that it becomes a divinely implanted sense of purpose working through the ages which nothing under the sun but god alone can satisfy in other words when god gives you a glimpse of you in your future and you can see it and you can taste it and you can believe it and you believe and you receive it because you're good ground and you get out of the way and you're like lord i believe what you believe about me and you put it on your vision board and 
you start to decree it and to declare it and you took God public and you shared it with people and you told people this is coming to pass and then you will never be satisfied until you become what you saw. You will never be satisfied. And yes, you might have a portion of it now and thank God for the portion. Thank God for the journey. Thank God for the incremental blessing. But I'm not going to be satisfied until the whole thing happens. I'm not going to shift my heart. I'm not going to release it in my heart until the whole thing happens. That's how we get a hundredfold. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, I told you, I only have two things for you this morning. Number two, your capacity to believe God. Look at me. Your capacity to believe God either agrees with God so he could do what he wants to do in your life. That's faith. Or it keeps God from moving. So it's either going to release God to move or it's going to hinder God from moving. Your capacity to believe God will either release God to move or stop God from moving. One of the saddest portions of scripture in the Bible is when Jesus went home to his hometown and the Bible says that he could not do many great works there because of their unbelief. It doesn't say that he didn't didn't want to. He wanted to, but he couldn't do it. Jesus couldn't do something. Jesus was hindered. What was he hindered by? Their unbelief. So listen, you could be in a place where you don't believe God. And so Mark 9 and 23 says, all things are possible to him who believes. But what happens if you don't believe? Then that thing is not possible for you. It's not that it's not possible. It's just not possible for you because you don't believe. In this parable, one of the most important things that we learn from it is our requirement to provide faith. Three out of the four seeds, uh, three out of four soils did not provide faith. Jesus said that we don't live by bread only. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's why we have to hunger for that seed. The seed is the word of God. And when we get the word of God, when God speaks something to us, then all things are possible for him who believes. You are only limited by your capacity to believe God. Listen, let me tell you something. When you come to God, you, you come with, with baggage and you have to like release that stuff. That's why you have to be deprogrammed and then reprogrammed. Your mind has to be renewed to think and act like God, to believe what God believes about you. Because when you come to God, you come to God with limits. And these are not limits that God placed there because our God is a God of no limits. These are limits that you placed there, that, that the world placed on you. They, these are limits that the world told you. Like, hey, black and black brown children from East New York, Brooklyn, you can only expect to do this. Oh, man. So now I'm, I'm seeing myself the way that the world is telling me. Well, now I have limits. I have limits in my mind. Well, I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. My parents were immigrants. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm the first of my family born in this country. I was raised on welfare, uh, Medicaid, food stamps. Uh, I guess I can only do certain things. God says, no, I want to do this, but now I'm hindering God from moving because I don't see it. Like, you know, I, I have to remove every artificial limit that I've ever placed on my limitless God. If there are limits there, then God didn't place those limits there because God is a God of no limits. He doesn't even see limits. So when God speaks to you, he's speaking from the perspective of no limits, but we are limited and we oftentimes, we are finite and he is infinite. And unless we remove all every artificial limit that we've ever placed on our limitless God, then we hinder God from moving in our lives. So one of the key things is that you got to stop believing based on your power. So when I'm, when I, when I would come to God and, or let's say Isabella, Isabella would be like, Oh no, I can't do that. God, I have an accent. 
You know, oh no, I can't do that. You know, uh, 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 I came to this country when I was 20 years old. I can't do that. I had, you know, I was raised with no running water, no electricity. I, I come to God and I'm like, oh God, I can't do that. I mean, I don't know these people. Uh, I, I don't have the education. Uh, uh, I, I, I didn't go to that school. Uh, I, I didn't go. And I'm giving God all these excuses. And the Bible is riddled with people that did the same thing, that give God all these excuses. And then you got to get to the point where you say, forget it. I got to stop believing based on me. It's not, you can't believe based on your power. God is not calling you. Look at me, look at me. Let me get, God is not calling you based on your resume. God doesn't call you based on your resume. God calls you based on his resume. <laughs> and so, so God, it's not about your power. Your, it's not about like, oh, well, God, I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. I don't have the money. I don't have, don't you think God already knew that when he called you? No, God is not calling you based on you. If you, if you try to believe based on you, that's a major mistake. God is calling you based on him. It's his power, his ability, his strength. God routinely calls you to operate on levels that exceed your education, your experience, your finances, your friends, everything. Why? So that you can rely on him. Where, where, where God will cause you to open a door and now you have to go into a room and, and you're walking into this room. Oh my God, nobody looks like me. Oh my God. Oh my God. I've never been in this kind of room before. Oh Jesus. Uh, uh, no, we need you to present Rick. Oh, oh I'm going to walk into this room. Oh my God. Uh, uh, I've never, what? I don't feel qualified. Okay, Lord, please God. I can't tell you how many times. I know Jay Santiago is, is, is watching. He was with me in the Pentagon. I can't tell you how many times I had to go down to the secretary of the army's office or the vice chief of staff of the army's office or whatever, and I had to present. And, and I'm walking down the hall. My office was on the E-ring, and they were right down the hall. I'm walking down the hall, and I would have this conversation with God. All right, God, let me just remind you real quick. First of all, I was minding my own business when you gave me this job. I never asked you for this job. All right, so let's just get that clear. All right, number two, everybody knows I'm a man of God. So if I walk in this room and I look stupid, then you look stupid. All right, so don't let me look stupid, because if, if I look stupid, you're going to look stupid. You know what I'm saying? And so so you called me here. You sent me here. I don't know what. I don't even know. I don't know what these people are talking about. So, uh, so I'm walking down the hall praying in the Holy Ghost. And you know, and then I go in the room and then God will give me the words and God will perform the work. I'm saying God does not call you based on you. God calls you based on him. So stop relying on you. There's nothing God can't do. I want you to think about that for a minute. There's nothing God can't do. God is limitless. He is infinite. He has all power. He sits, the Bible says, on the circle of the earth. And that same God who's sitting on the circle of the earth right now lives on the inside side of you. And he's the one who gives you the words. He's the one who performs the work. He's the one that wants to level up your life in 2021. He doesn't want you to level up based on you. He, he's, he wants you to level up based on him. If you just try, look at me, let me be clear about this. If you're trying to level up based on you, like your resume, your education, you know what you can do, then you're not really going to level up. Maybe you're going to make a little bit of incremental improvements, but that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about level up based on him. No matter how smart you are, you're not that smart. No matter how much money you have, you don't have enough money to do what God has called you to do. Stop basing your life on you. Your life has to be all about 
him. If you ever get to the point where, okay, God, my life is about you. I, I don't know where this money's coming from, but I'm, I, we're just going to do it. We got this building project in the Dominican Republic. The price of everything went up. The price, I'm, I'm talking about went up like 70%. Everything went up. Everything is way more expensive. Everything. And I'm like, okay, God, I got to remind you, this ain't my project. You know what I'm saying? This is your project. You said do it. So you got to, it's your will. So it's your bill. It's your vision. You got to release the provision. You got to do this thing. But when you yield to God and, and, and God, listen, I will do whatever you want me to do. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I'm going to go. And you, you got to tell me what, I mean, like my God, I can't tell you how many times I felt like I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but and I still do that now. But, but listen, if God leads you to do something, do it. This is, you know what this is called? It's called faith. It's the life of faith. And this is how we're supposed to live. So let me circle back to the question. Are you hindering God? Are you hindering God? Are you providing faith that releases God? Or do you have limits that are holding God back? Are you hindering God? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. I wanted to give you more today. God was like, that's enough. And now that I'm done, I agree. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough for today. All right. So lift up your voice and say this. Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I live by every word you speak to me. You have given me, given me your written word, and I live by that. But you've also given me your spirit. And your Holy Spirit reveals to me the plans that you established for me before the world began. So I live by those words too. I believe everything you reveal to me, no matter how impossible it seems. And I then have the audacity to say it out loud. You revealed things to me and I say what I saw until I see what I saw in this world. I live by every word you speak to me. I have removed every artificial limit I've ever had. I see the invisible. I'm ready to be used by you to perform the seemingly impossible. Therefore, I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, big red subscribe button, and then put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. This was a message on faith. You might need to listen to this again. Build up your faith. Remove every artificial limit. Become the man, the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat. I go back and I read those and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.